Hey there, it's Phil Harwood. Just want to take a quick minute before we begin today's podcast episode and talk to you about our live and in-person events. We had three events scheduled for 2021. We've already had two of them. Our Inner Circle, sponsored by VentTrack event, was very well attended and was a great event. And uh, just recently, we had our Forum for Sales event, sponsored by SnowX, sold out. Uh, We had a great event there as well. We have one more event coming up. It's called Grounds in Institutional Management. It's really focused on site um, issues, operations, engineering, equipment, everything having to do with with running a snow event and planning for events. This is going to be September 8th and 9th at Milton Cat in Milford, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. So we hope to see you there. Registration is open right now at snowfightersinstitute.com. Welcome to the Snowfighters Institute podcast where we hear directly from some of the most interesting people in the professional snow and ice management industry to learn about their successes, to hear about the challenges they faced along the way, and to have their perspective on critical issues facing our industry today. I'm your host, Phil Harwood. Before I introduce today's special guest, I'd like to invite you to follow our social media feeds And check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Phil Harwood and I'm very pleased today to be joined by Donna Garner, owner and chief marketing officer of Arborgold Software. Donna, thank you so much for your willingness to come on this podcast and share your story with us. Excited to hear about um, your background and how you got into the world of software and and to help us really better understand how technology allows green industry business owners to be better informed, make better decisions, and improve profitability. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Phil. It's really a pleasure to be here and share with your audience today. I really appreciate it, Um, and I look forward to our conversation. Yeah. Well, um, I always like to start at the beginning, so let's go all the way back. (laughs) I'm interested in your background, um, you know, how you and your husband, John, got into whatever led you to the software business, and just just kind of walk us through that whole thing. Okay. Well, it's it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll try to keep it as short as I can. Um, I I grew up in a... um, my father was a school teacher and he had a side gig, which was tree care and landscape on the side. So um, so all the while I was growing up, I worked in his business, helping him in the field and later in the office when I was in college. Um, and then fast forward to college, I got married to my high school sweetheart and, and he also was working in my dad's business. And, you know, we were always excited about technology, my husband, John and I, just in terms of what it can do for companies. Um, we were really on that cutting edge of, you know, uh, we were the first class in high school that offered a programming class, you know, which we took. Um, so, you know, we were really in that age of like, wow, software can solve everything, you know, kind of um, age. And, uh, you know, we were working in my father's company and we saw a, um, 
a really neat commercial about the Apple Newton um, back in 1994. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll never forget seeing the commercial for the Apple Newton. And basically what that computer did, if many of your audience may remember or not remember the Apple Newton, but it was the first Palm computer that was developed by Apple back in 1994. Okay, mm. so back in the 90s. And I was in college at the time you know, working in my dad's business, doing the office. And, you know, really I was entering in all his estimates into the computer system at the time that we had. It was a DOS program too, by the mm -hmm. way. And um, I really frustrated with his handwriting and being able to read his estimates to type them in. So anyway, long story short, saw the commercial for the Apple Newton and just went, wow, this is going to change the world, the industry, you know, the, the landscape industry for all the estimators that go out there and write up estimates and, and have them translate to print and then sync back to the office. So anyway, this was kind of our passion and our vision. And that's really what drove the development of Arborgold um, back then and in uh, really what got it all started. Yeah. So you were working in the office and dad's company and tell us about that. How, how big was the company? How many employees? And was John working there as well? Yeah. So we, um, at the time I was working in his uh, business, going to college, we had just gotten married. Again, we were high school sweethearts, got out of high school and, and in college and got married and just working in his business. It was about when my husband, John joined the business, it was really just maybe 10 employees. And we were growing his business quite a bit up to 30 employees at the time, like nice. right around then. It, it was actually when we introduced the technology and started helping him with, you know, computerizing his whole business and stuff that really helped drive it. Honestly, um, we, we implemented things like renewals, you know, start, started doing plant health care and lawn care renewals for lawn spraying and stuff like that. So really helped drive his business to another level and um you know using that technology in his business and just just the excitement of wow what technology can do for companies and and that's really you know where the passion right really stemmed from from you know getting involved in all this mm -hmm. you know it's interesting i think a lot of um business owners that are of that generation are probably pretty negative um or not welcoming of big changes and mm -hmm. especially with technology and everything. It sounds like your father was open to, well, to some I, of that, or did he push back a little I, bit? I, that's pretty funny. No, he was uh, probably, I was in my you know twenties and he was probably in his forties at the time. So yeah, he pushed back as you can imagine in the nineties, he didn't really implement it or use it as, as adapt to quite as excited as we had planned. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, so it was a little tough getting him, him personally or the company. Him personally, but the company okay. on board, yeah. So he was a little tougher to get on board, but he eventually did. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Eventually did. And honestly, we ended up splitting up companies, my husband, John and I, and we ended up starting our own lawn and tree spray business at the time too, back in 97. And um, kind of split off part way with him and started our own company at the time too. So then we had our own tree and lawn spray business for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. After that, all the while, while we were developing Arbor Gold, it was in the Windows platform. You know, it wasn't cloud-based at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was kind of, you know, kind of doing both businesses kind of side by side, actually living the software that we were developing right alongside with, you know, using it really, mm -hmm. in our business. So. I'm always curious how people come to those decisions about, you know, leaving a family business, starting your own. Were there other family members involved that... What led to that decision to start your own versus just take over the family business? Yeah, you know, that's a tough one. Um, at the time, let's see, there is just a lot 
going on in the business. And there was actually, we also were doing, long story short, that we uh, were doing the software plus another side business uh, where we were selling micro injections at the time, you know, for mm -hmm. the, um, uh, as a distributor. And sure. So we kind of had that business and we just kind of decided to, to, you know, let's just divide up and conquer because my dad was more passionate about that side of the business, you know, and, and versus the, the software side. And we were more passionate about the software side. And, you know, it was just kind of like, he didn't really see a lot of promise, you know, like, well, maybe the software isn't going to go anywhere because I, I was going to mention it later, but in 1997, Steve Jobs um, threw the Apple Newton in the trash and, and Apple discontinued the Newton. So hmm. that was a pretty big blow to our company at the time. And, you know, it was kind of like, wow, is this really going to work or, you know, work out or the software going to be able to continue because a lot of our investment and all our passion and everything went really into that Apple Newton to develop technology for the f industry, you know. Wow. And then three years later, they trashed it. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Three short years later, Apple, <laughs> you know, Steve Jobs came back to Apple, if you remember. Yeah. yeah and, right. And he said, we're not going to do the Newton anymore. And he discontinued mm. it completely. So we actually still have some old Apple hardware, you know, the old Apple Newtons and stuff. But, nice. but no, it was a really cool app. And how it worked is, you know, the estimator would go out in the field, draw up the estimate. You could draw out the property um, where the, you know, where, where bushes and shrubs and everything was going to go or where you were going to remove them. And you could double tap and then enter the name of the plant or shrub and it would translate your handwriting to print. So it was really sophisticated mm -hmm. technology. But anyway, long story short, so in 1997, we kind of parted ways and just kind of, we, we wanted to continue the software at the time. Mm -hmm. And, and we felt it would be better for us to continue the software separate and then and then obviously have our own lawn and tree spray business where we could, you know, use that as like a side business also. So we kind of did both side by side, you know, for a long time. Um, yeah. And then when did Arbigold come into the picture here officially? Well, see, Arbigold in 1994 was developed officially in 1994. So um, when we got excited about the software, excited about the technology, excited about what we could do in the industry, we hired a development team to help us get it off the ground. And it all got off the ground. Everything was going. And, and you know, like I said, Steve Jobs kind of put a plug in things. And we kind of repositioned things. And John and I wanted to continue with the software and, and um and go a different direction. So what we ended up doing um, at the time, Phil, was we still continued to do synchronization with laptops and tablets because those great big tablets were coming in style back in the late 90s, mm -hmm. 1990s. And uh, so we started developing synchronization for those tablets and um, we continued the software on our own, basically. Um, the software development company that we worked with originally kind of went defunct and it was really just left in John and John's hands and my hands at the time back in 97 and we kind of took it from there and said okay we're going to make a go with this thing and it was like a long go you know what I mean trying to to um yeah obviously programming windows there's a lot of challenges programming a windows platform because you know, to do an update back then took, you know, forever. I mean, to, you know, you had to ship out disc, four discs to mm -hmm. people back in the right, 90s. Right. So everything's really, you know, with the way that technology, and believe me, I've been seeing it, you know, for a long time, as it's developed over the years, everything's changed um, so much from then to where we are today. You know, really. So this is really cool. So the roots of Arbigold really go all the way back to your, your father's business. Um, you and John working there high school sweethearts, you went to college. What did you guys study in college? 
Well, I studied, I have a master's in counseling, counseling and counselor education. So I was in college at the time, wrapping up my master's. I had different plans not to do any of this Mm -hmm. at the time. And um, so anyway, I was really passionate about helping people, um, counseling and working with people. So it was a pivotal moment for me, honestly, too, at the time, because I was finished with my master's program, was getting ready to go for a job, uh, you know, interview, you know, in counseling and, and just kind of made the decision at that time, even I needed to commit, you know, to the software and to our business um, in order for this to be successful. You yeah. know, so it was a real pivotal time in our life. I feel like in, in 97, when we started up our own company and, and uh, continued the software, you know, the mantra to get, you know, again, just passionate about the technology and, and that this can change, you know, businesses lives because, you know, back in the nineties, you know, and there really wasn't a lot of software programs around for tree lawn and landscape companies. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, really felt like, you know, we were kind of a, no one really paid attention to our industry. Mm-hmm. You know? It wasn't really like, Oh, wow, that's an industry. You know, that's a, wow. You know, I mean, you know, like when you say you have that type of business, people didn't really think of it as mm-hmm. an industry, I guess, where you would service it with software, you know, from yeah. outside the industry. Um, so there wasn't a lot of solutions outside the industry. There was programs being developed within the industry from other people like John and I, you know, trying to find solutions. Um, so really, you know, it, it's evolved quite a bit from back then um, to where we are today. Just in a simply technology's changed along with us, you know, um, you know, different, you know, think about the smart devices that came out. Remember the BlackBerry and stuff and mm-hmm. you know, people were writing programs for that. And remember, I think there was, emmy or what was it uh the windows ce or maybe or the little windows um palm computers that came oh, yeah. out in mm-hmm. 2002 so technology was shifting and changing so fast and honest, honestly we were a little gun shy to write any more programs specifically for one piece of hardware you know what i mean like apple so um, yeah i mean we've seen all those little devices the spell checker devices, the organizational systems, the GPS, you know, the Garmin's, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. all those independent little things come and go. The MP3 players, right? Yes, I don't know yes. how those, the Walkmans. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting to think about all that. And that's just been the last 20 years. I know. Is is the, so the company that you and your husband started, John, you and John started in 97, your own tree and lawn spray business, is that still mm-hmm. functioning? No, we sold it in 2014 um, to, or maybe it was 13, gosh, Mm -hmm. two years shifting together. But um, we sold that business to a local competitor Mm -hmm. who still uses Arbor Gold today. Good for you. Congrats. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So when we, obviously we were running our lawn and tree spray business, it was mostly lawn and tree um, treatment business, but um, we were running that whole business on Arbor Gold platform, obviously, alongside had, you know, hundreds of customers by that time, you know, thousands actually mm-hmm. already using the software. Um, and so we kind of made a decision in 2013 to move the platform, the product off of Windows and into the cloud um, platform. Mm-hmm. So again, that was kind of a big shift, uh, um, a big pivotal shift. In yes. The- our business because at the time it was kind of again making that shift of you know we're going to go to the cloud plus sell our other business right and go full-time just with our software business you know mm-hmm. running the software and so that was in 2000 um, like I said 13 or 14 I don't know why I'm, I'm thinking it was 14 but I think it was 13 when we went first uh, 
2013 was the first year of Arbor Gold on cloud. And we were still selling our Windows platform at the same time, just because it was hard to give up. You know what I mean? This yeah, other I was going to say that was six or seven yeah. years ago. Not everything was on the cloud yet, like it is today. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it was tempting to want to sell that old program, you know, mm -hmm. that we've had for so many years. And it had every bell and whistle you could imagine. And, mm -hmm. and so it was, uh, so really the last six years, we've been really perfecting the cloud version of our product that was really had, like I said, every bell and whistle on the Windows version um, mm -hmm. and trying to bring up your cloud product, our cloud product to all the features that we had was was a little bit of a, you know, undertaking, but um, we really have every feature we had on our cloud, on our Windows product, plus a bunch, you know, a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to hear about your role in the company, and and I want to hear more about some of the cool things at Arbor Gold. Um, I'm also interested in just getting to know you a little bit more, and I know our listeners are as well. Tell us about your life outside of work, okay. uh, maybe with your family or some personal interests. Uh, fill us in a little bit. Well, let's see, I've told you, John, my husband, I've been married to him for almost 35 years, which I don't know how that's possible. Congrats. I, I don't know how it's possible. I'm only 28 years old. So. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and we have two grown children and uh, one of uh, our daughter has a, a two-year-old, so we have a granddaughter and we have a grandson on the way. So we're really excited about that. Congrats. Um, and then, uh, and like I said, both of our kids also help in uh, work in the business. Our son is actually the, uh, our CTO, Chief Technology mm -hmm. Officer now. And, um, and, and then on a personal side, let's see, I am, uh, I, I'm really into fitness and health and you might catch me with a fishing pole here and there. Um, nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> Any special type of fishing? Um, just not necessarily deep sea fishing, but offshore fishing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, I catch bass and trout, you know, mm -hmm. ocean fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Versus, uh, rivers and streams and yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I'm not into that. different type of fishing. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and thank you for that. Um, and I know that's just an important, that's a huge important part, um, of your life. And, you know, we've, we've got to know each other a little bit recently and, you know, I have a very similar situation to two grown adult children and a two-year-old grandson oh, yeah, and a brand new grandbaby son, another grandson. Oh, you're so right in the same track. Son. We're right in the exact same track, 35 years of marriage and yeah. the whole deal. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good place to be, especially yeah. when you're healthy and you have a business and, and there's a lot of good things happening. And, you yeah. know, and, and just to be so grateful for all that because, you know, a lot of people have really suffered in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, but, but there's still good things happening around us. So we just need to focus on those things. Exactly. Yeah. So for someone who doesn't have a clue about what Arbigol does, uh, can you give us a quick, a little overview? Yeah, sure. So, um, Arbigol is, um, it's a CRM. It's a specialized CRM, a CRM meaning customer relationship management and job management program that was specifically designed for the tree, lawn, landscape, hardscape, snow plowing industries. You know, mm -hmm. so really the green industry is really our, our realm. That's really what we specialize in, only the green industry. That's honestly really what we're passionate about. You know, like mm -hmm. I told you, I grew up in the industry. You know, this is our, this is our jam. You know, like I said, this is what we love. So this industry is primarily what we focus on and we develop solutions for 
um, companies in this industry to help solve their business problems. Um, you know, workflow, business, you know, workflow, scheduling, um, contract management, billing, uh, and everything all in one system, you know, versus, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the companies we come across are using other systems like uh, Google Sheets and uh, Word Doc and, you know, diff three different programs to mm -hmm. accomplish what we do in our system. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, and in a nutshell, Arborgold is a all-in-one management system for the tree lawn and landscape industry. That's pretty. Yeah, it almost sounds like it started out as a CRM program, but it sounds like it's way more than a CRM program today. You're right about that. I mean, because we're getting into so many areas, Phil, um, in terms of what we manage. Um, I mean, you're right. Originally, it started out as a core estimating and, um, you know, just as managing estimates and scheduling. And now we're doing so many things like marketing. So we have built-in marketing inside our program. So we can do email marketing, you know, email campaigns, um, cross-marketing, you know, services. Like if you want to find all your customers that you're doing lawn care programs for, but they don't have any um, plant health care programs, or maybe you're trying to introduce a new service. So you can do cross-marketing across your da database. So, so yeah, the word CRM, you know, customer relationship management, it's more than just managing your customer relationships. It's managing the job, managing the jobs that you're performing for them, you know, too, within our system. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it is, it's more than just that. It's, uh, we're also doing time tracking now is a really big part of our software. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're really eliminating the need for people to use other programs for time tracking, like T-sheets and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the other programs out on the market. So again, Arbogold is kind of expanding into other areas. GPS tracking, there's another one, GPS tracking. We're doing a lot of that in our software of where your crews are at. So, so yeah, more than just the CRM. It's one of those things that software is one of those things that I, I have a lot of conversations with um, my clients about because it's such a big part of their business. And, and actually, I think you could use your your master's degree in counseling to help mm -hmm. people with their relationship with their software programs. <laughs> and you probably do on a, on a daily basis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a key part of their business. And, and uh, you mentioned, you know, back in the day, there weren't too many um, options. There weren't too many solutions out there and there was a big need. Uh, there's some good competition out there for you today. And that's probably a good thing because competition is a good thing. It keeps everyone on their toes and makes them innovate and all that. Um, but, but there's also a lot of companies out there that are, are, I think personally really struggling with their, um, the quality of their offerings and their ability to keep up with what's required of them in, in this space. And I just keep hearing so many great things about Arbor Gold from my clients and so whatever you guys are doing, it's working. Let me say that. Well, that's exciting because, you know, Phil, we are kind of making an impact in on the lawn and landscape markets because, you know, a lot of people out there think of Arbor Gold as a tree care software, you know, because it says the word Arbor Gold. So mm -hmm. we are starting to, and I actually had one person say, well, why don't you guys call it turf or something, you know, use the word turf. And, you know, honestly, back in the early 2000s, we did that just to try it to see if people can make that. And you thing. lose all the tree companies. Yeah. And then we lose the tree <laughs> companies. So, but, or people, you know, associate the name, but honestly, Arbor Gold is a turf management program. I mean, like I said, my husband, that was really what he did was turf, 
you know, that's what our company was, was a turf. We did lawn spraying, um, lawn maintenance, um, everything to do with lawn care. Um, but again, the name that we chose for Arbor Gold was Arbor Gold at the time back in the 90s. Um, and, uh, you know, but, and it's, it's tough when you pick a name for a product like that. And then, um, you know, obviously there's connotations that people think tree, so they naturally think it's- It'd be name. easier to change your own name. You and John should change your name to Arbor, <laughs> Donna Arbor. And that way it's, you just go, it's, my, it's our family name. That's, it has nothing to do with this tree. Well, actually, <laughs> you know what the word Arbor Gold means? It means no. the oldest vine in the vineyard. Oh, okay. It's fine in the vineyard. And interestingly enough, my husband built a vineyard two, uh, three years ago. We're establishing a, we have a two acre vineyard on our property. So anyway, that's cool. Interesting. But yeah, so Arbor Gold means the oldest vine in the vineyard. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but, but it is a made up name, you know, the word Arbor Gold, um, mm -hmm. but it does, it does encompass lawn care and landscape and hardscape. And, and I think that's a big surprise to people um, because really when we did first start out in the market, um, Phil, we were marketing mostly two tree care companies at the time. It seemed like that just, you know, was where we were getting a lot mm -hmm. of traction sure. because there was a lot of program, not a lot, but there were other programs already on the market, as you know, in the eighties and nineties already for the lawn care market specifically. Um, so we kind of went in towards the tree care market as our first, you know, angle into the market. But like I said, really Arbor Gold encompasses everything for lawn care, tree care, um, you know, both markets. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your son working for the company. And so I'm kind of just curious, you know, how um, since 1994, I'm sure the company's changed dramatically over the years. What is what how has it evolved? How big is the company now in terms of I don't know, however you want to define that users or subscribers or employees or something and and then also is was there was there like a big defining moment in your journey along the way to growing your business yeah let's see so as far as like the company size yeah we're growing quite a size now you know we've got 30 i, I was actually adding up or we were putting together our com we're having a, a virtual company christmas party or you know mm -hmm. holiday party coming up this uh weekend or this friday night and i was putting together all the emails that we we're sending out we have 36 uh employees across our entire company nice um, so there is huge company right so i am cmo i do i i don't do all the demos anymore i don't do any trainings i i it's funny you know watching a small business where i actually did all the trainings i did all the sales i did everything you know it was pretty exciting when we were younger and in our early growth stages you know I, I was involved in so much more but now that the company's grown we've hired a chief operating officer ed rockhill came on board with us um this last year he's doing an awesome job he's he's just been awesome um this last year helping us with management of the company and our growth and and then like i said our son has taken over as chief uh, technology officer he is uh he has his masters in uh informatics from the um indiana university nice and um so he's taken over a lot of that and you know it's kind of funny he was i think probably two years old phil when this business when the mm -hmm. software founded and uh you know kind of growing up in a family business and just hearing us talk about our world he actually was not even you know, that much interested in the software at first and um, just kind of came to work for us kind of part-time and when he was out of high school and, and got impassioned just like we are about this industry, mm -hmm. you know, helping them solve their problems, you know, solve everyday problems. That's cool. Um, well, as you know, I'm, I'm big in the snow industry and, um, and, and, and I have clients using Arbor Gold for snow, um, but I had, 
honestly haven't had in-depth conversations with them about that. So tell us about Arbor Gold and the snow space. So, yeah, so um, we naturally, as you know, we sell the tree lawn and landscape companies and landscape companies is just a natural part of their services. They're providing, you know, snow plowing. So naturally, a lot of our customers are using um, Arbor Gold to manage their snow plow routes, um, and they have been for several years. Um, so really, over the years, you know, finding solutions for people to, for our users to manage their snow routes in conjunction with the way the program already works, you know what I mean, with all the other scheduling features, you know, we, we've developed different methods for that. So like, for example, um, you know, like, um, reoccurring scheduling, you know, features, um, ongoing snow routes that you can set up, or um, we even came out with a barcoded feature um, of four years ago, or no, maybe it was five years ago, a long time ago, you know, where you could print out a work order and users could scan that and it would schedule it, you know what I mean? So it scheduled the snow plowing. So one of the biggest challenges, you know, Phil, with snow plowing is having that route already ready to go on the mobile app for the crew to go ahead and update you know, when the event happens, mm -hmm. you know I mean? when the event happens. So um, I am so excited because within, I think right after New Year's or right around the end of this month or the beginning of the first of the year, we have a new version coming out on our software for managing snow routes. It's coming out. Cool. Um, and with this new feature, um, you wouldn't need to schedule any of your snow routes in advance. You just put them on a route. And those routes are now available to your crews in real time, just all the time. Okay, so on the mobile app, you'll have, you know, jobs that are already pre-scheduled that you knew you were going to be there and then pre-planned routes that are available at any time. Nice. So like, imagine you have a snow come, okay, I can go to my snow route and bam, it's right there. Mm -hmm. And you're and as soon as you start it, it schedules it right to today mm -hmm. and records the, you know, the transaction. But you're right with, with snow plowing, you know, Phil, there's so many challenges, like, you know, people are doing billing per push or they do it per inch mm -hmm. or they're, or they're doing contract plowing. Um, you know, they, they have, you know, how do you manage all of these different different uh, billing methods and different mm -hmm. uh, scheduling needs and stuff all within one application and um, so yeah that is challenging but you know we have really been studying and working with we actually work one-on-one -on -one, like we'll pick one of our users to work very intensely with on certain features you know to really mm -hmm. hammer out to really perfect and um, so I think this new snow plant, you know, the routes features is going to be a really cool feature coming out this winter. Yeah. So how do you, not just with snow, but with any kind of vertical that you're in, how do you, what's the process for staying current and, um, you know, understanding what your clients need and want and keeping an eye on what your competitors are doing? How do you, how do you do that? How do you listen to the voice of the customer and, and then integrate it into, your platform. That's got to be a big challenge. Yeah, it is because, you know, it's funny. We, we, well, we've got thousands of users. I think you asked me about how, how many users and how big we are. We, like I said, we've pretty good sized company. Now. We've got thousands of users using our product every day. So we've got people on support, helping people, you know, chats and um, uh, on our support queue, but um, you know, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's a challenge and uh, um, it's just something that, you know, it, it's just, you got to keep working at. Yeah, because you can't just I'm putting myself in your shoes. You can't just uh, react to all the recommendations in your from your you know when people call in for support because those are probably 
helpful. It's probably helpful and it's good information to know yeah. what everyone is, you know, requesting or talking about. But, you know, those might not be the most strategic conversations. So you really have to, I'm assuming, you know, get um, some subset of your user base and and really think strategically about where to take the, the software, right? Yes, it is tough because you do, you get 500 different opinions, you know what I mean, about how something should work, you know, mm -hmm. and I mean, or, you know, or I want this one little tiny feature and, you know, it seems like a minuscule little feature or something, but, um, you know, but yes, you're right. We do have to take that into context with what everyone's wanting and needing. And, you know, when you're hearing the voice of the customer, when you hear the same thing, like two or three times, you know, it's time to react. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like we're hearing this a lot or, or, Hey, people are needing editable, you know, PDF forms to be able to be attached and added to, you know, customers accounts or, you know, whatever we're hearing over and over in the field, then we'll bring it to our development team. And, um, or, you know, when we bring on a very large company, sometimes they'll have a particular need, you know, that they have and our development team sometimes will jump right in and kind of work that out to how do we need to, to improve our product. So, you know, Arbor Gold's never perfect and no program's perfect out mm -hmm. there actually. Yeah. And, you know, so we're not above thinking, oh, our program's got, it's perfect the way it is because it's always a, it's kind of like a piece of art. You're just constantly shaping it mm -hmm. and, you know, tooling it and, and let's fix this. Let's make, oh, let's add this feature. Oh, this is going to be so cool. This is going to save people time. Let's add this. So it's constantly, and that's what- It's a living know, organism. <laughs> I've been chasing this for 25 years for the software to be finished in some format. And uh, it's never finished. It, it's, a, it's a constant, I don't know. I think that's what's exciting about it. Yeah, know? if it's finished, you've, you've given up because yeah. you can't finish. You have to keep innovating. Yeah, there's- so, so speaking of innovation and features and things is in my experience, um, software programs are okay at a bunch of things and maybe really good at one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I'm just kind of curious is, is there something that Arbor Gold is really excelling at? Like, uh, it's kind of a marquee feature that really sets you apart from the competition. Not to say that the other features aren't great, but is, is there an area where Arbor Gold really, if somebody was in this type of business, Arbor Gold would be the home run solution for them? Well, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you're right, Phil. It is hard to answer, to be the solution for every little problem that some companies are facing in this green industry, you know, in the green industry mm -hmm. as a whole. Like you said, I mean, there's some programs out there on the market today that do lawn mowing scheduling really good. And that's what they're good at. Um, but you have a company that doesn't do just lawn mowing, they're doing mm -hmm. hardscape, you know, too, or they do snow plowing in the wintertime. So you have other things within the same organization. And, you know, I've even seen, believe it or not, I've even seen even just this year, uh, a company that came on board with us that was using two of our competitor products out on the market today. So, you know, to solve two separate problems and, and we are, we're, we're able to come in and solve both of those problems with one solution called Arbor Gold. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, sometimes users have one program, two programs, three programs out there to solve their problems when our program not only handles the the hardscape issues that you deal with, which are, you know, being able to job cost over multiple days, right? You have one mm -hmm. project that's going to be 
that's going to be scheduled over multiple days to different people and different material that you need to track and you need to have all that cost at the end of the project roll up into your total job, right? Mm -hmm. so, so there's those challenges in scheduling. And then you have the one-off schedule where it's just, we're gonna go there one treatment one, and we're one and done. And then you have the reoccurring schedule, you know, the, 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 where we're gonna be there for garden maintenance every week, you know, 32 times. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the snow plowing routes, right? So there's different things within one company that you have to solve for scheduling, for example. So, and so I guess what that, what you're asking me, what sets us apart? Well, we're not afraid to solve all those problems in one system. So I think that's really what sets us apart. But I mean, you know, the other thing is, I mean, we do, you know, have a, a drawing tool that's built into our program. You know, that's a really big you know, attraction. We have automated drip campaign follow-up marketing. Again, marketing built into the software where, where companies would have to go outside to get that in another product. Um, plant inventory, built-in measuring tool. A lot of um, competitor products would, might even charge for measuring tool features. Mm -hmm. That's again, something that's built into our product. So I think, you know, we've got a lot of bells and whistles and features that Honestly, maybe even a lot of your listeners would be quite shocked to think, wow, I'm using this product and Arborgold has all those features for such a great price too, potentially, um, or that may not have heard about Arborgold. Um, so I do think it is a new product to a lot of people and people are starting to talk about it a little bit more on, uh, in, in different places. So I am excited about that. And we are seeing things, and I'm serious, our company growth just in the last year, just to give you you know, an idea. I mean, we brought on probably uh, six employees just in the last, you know, in the last year, even though we've grown. I mean, even through the re or the uh, 2020. So Arborgold is really, um, you know, expanding in the landscape, hardscape markets more, more so than, than we had in the past, I think. Mm -hmm. Donna, um, I see a lot of companies that have not fully implemented the system that they have. And at the same time, seem frustrated with their system. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, their frustrations stem from difficulties implementing, or their frustration is just that they haven't implemented the system all the way. So they're not getting the benefit of the system. But um, it seems like everyone um, is in some somewhere on the spectrum of almost uh, just starting to implement something or, or almost fully, it doesn't seem like anyone ever gets there. Like what's the challenge and how do you, what advice do you have for someone who's struggling with their current system? And I guess, how do you help, how does Arborgold help people with implementation and really kind of getting through that, um, getting getting over that hurdle, right? It's, it's about that relationship that we were talking about. So put your counseling hat on and give us some <laughs> advice I here. <laughs> I tell you, I wish I could actually work with every individual company myself, to be honest. I love working one-on-one -on -one with these companies. And that's the one thing I really miss, Phil. I, I could almost guarantee 100% success rate if they work with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that, but that's how much I'm, I'm so committed to, to them. And our team is too, as well. But but yes, I mean, you know, companies, it's so easy to give up on something after a month or maybe, you know, the hardest thing that I see with companies, Phil, is getting buy-in from everybody, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we may sell the software to, you know, maybe the front office or something, but the back office, the crews aren't going to use it or the salesmen or something. So you really, you know, what, one thing I would suggest for companies when you're looking at software is you do have to make sure, you know, 
one you, that as the leader of the company, you make the decision, this is what we're going with and everyone's going to be on board, right? I mean, I do think it does kind of come from top level down too, honestly, with, with companies mm -hmm. as far as, hey, this is the decision we're going with. This is what we're going to move towards instead of, you know, what you kind of can see in companies, like you, you said, you know, they, they fail to implement or they not only just with our system, it could be with any software program really, you know, out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know that companies just give it one month's shot and think, oh, I'm going to go on and try the next one, see if that works, and you know, trying to find some magic software. But really, my suggestion would be to stick with it and um, give it 100%. Um, with the companies that are working with us, if they're giving 100%, our team gives 100% right alongside them. We have a very good onboarding process. I mean. You know, some of these companies that maybe if they've tried software in the past and they've been unsuccessful, Phil, they probably didn't have a trainer like we do, you know, so Arbor Gold has dedicated trainers and our trainers have been with Arbor Gold for five plus years. I mean, so they're very experienced trainers, um, know the software inside and out. And so we work with each client as we bring them on board right there with them, helping them set up their clients, their contracts, their scheduling methods, you know, how they're going to use the system to their advantage. Um, so we have a very stringent training process that we put in place for our users. And, you know, generally what we see is after the first two or three training sessions, people start making that turn you know what i mean to okay i'm starting to see the light you know i'm okay. starting to see the, i'm starting to see the benefits of how mm -hmm. this is going to help me um but anytime people go through change and again with my counseling background i understand we're all resistant to change no, none of us like change and as a matter of fact we you know if i asked our customers i bet you every single one of our customers would say, oh, I only use 10% of what our world has, you know, just because as human beings, we, we tend to get comfortable with what we use, you know, but, and we all, you know, if you think about it, don't we, I'm, if I think about it, I only use 10% of what my iPhone does, mm -hmm. you know, or I only use 10% of what Microsoft, uh, or, or not Microsoft, but what my um, Google Sheets, you know, do. Mm -hmm. I, I only use it just for a little thing. So, but my point is, is that, you don't have to feel guilty for not using 100%, okay? I, and what I want to reassure people is you're not alone. We're all the same. We're all just alike. You know, we resist things. We have a hard time. We have to, we struggle with onboarding or you know, making changes in our lives. We're all the same. And, but I think that if people feel, can see the benefits, which they do with our software pretty quickly. I mean, I, I, I will tell you just this one thing, Phil. We can take a customer who has QuickBooks. Let's say you have a user out there that's using QuickBooks and that's all they're using to manage their, their lawn or landscaping business. We could take all of their data from QuickBooks, plug it into our software, generate what we call renewals for all those you know, contracts mm -hmm. from last year in our system within just a few minutes. We can do all of that for companies. People don't even realize that. Mm -hmm. you know? Wow, I could have a program that could generate my contracts within a few minutes for all my thousands of customers. Yeah, you know? that's, so, that's so huge. Yeah, literally, we have companies. I could take a company, and that's what's so exciting to me that I can't express enough um, that, you know, literally, we could take a company that's just using QuickBooks, be spitting out their contracts and renewals within, within just a week. Okay. And that, that actually takes you all the way back to the beginning of you working in your dad's business, right? And yes, having to yes, manually re yes. redo all those contracts. <laughs> I, I will tell you a little story about those contracts. Okay. This is an interesting story. So back in my dad's company, the first year we did his contracts, 
he, all right, my dad did, you know, lawn care. He did lawn spraying. He did tree spraying, right? He did mm -hmm. plant health care. And every year I would say, dad, why don't you send out renewals to these people? You know, like send them out a contract. And he said, well, we're too busy. People call in every year anyway, right? And I said, but dad, we really ought to get in front of those people and get them a nice contract and get their, you know, program in front of them. So that next winter, this was like in 94, I think, or around, anyway, that was the years I was working in his business. And I, I thought, you know, let's put all of his customers on. I generated 500 contracts for him, renewals, you know, through the system. And I was able to generate for him like 30,000 in prepays just in two weeks real quick. And wow. he was so excited. And I will tell you, that is really what helped drive his business further, okay, mm -hmm. um, to grow his business. He was really, the renewals was key. And um, again, bringing it full circle, that's what Arbogold mm -hmm. does. Yeah, it's that renewals. I'm excited about that part too. Um, well, and one of the things I really appreciate is is you guys really your team really takes education serious, and and you see the value of helping your um, users of Arbogold become better business people. And you've mm -hmm. partnered with all sorts of associations and organizations like Grow the Bench and Snow Fighters, and so I'm kind of curious what what are some of those things that that happen within the Arbor Gold community to help your your subscribers, your your customers become better business people? Uh, well, that's a, a good question. So, I mean, we, like you, and I know you're a big contributor to education in this green industry, and that's one reason um, I was uh, excited to talk with you. I mean, we're excited about other companies that are in this together with us in this industry, right, that are working to help companies in this industry. Um, develop, you know, revolutionary tools to help them, you know, run their businesses and network with, uh, you know, other people that have similar problems that they're facing and how to solve them, you know, how to solve their problems. So one thing that we do, Phil, within our company is we have a regular weekly webinar that we teach on our software product every Wednesday. It's Wednesday nice. webinar. Yeah. So we teach every Wednesday a live webinar so everyone can join in and, and, uh, and then we also do user conferences every year. And then we also have uh, regional training that we do now with COVID last year. Um, we had our user conference in March and then COVID shut down like two days later, right after our conference mm -hmm. ended. So we were luckily we got our conference in last year, but, um, but this year we're actually gonna be doing a virtual, our first ever really awesome. We're putting it together, a virtual conference is gonna be in February. Um, we're gonna have outside speakers in. And uh, so we're really, you know, just to answer your question, excited about education too, mm -hmm. and partnering with other people in the industry that are excited about our common customer um, to yeah. help them, really. And and I think that's even more powerful when it's within a community of, of people using the same platform because they develop the same language mm -hmm. and they support each other and they network and they, I, I just think that that really makes education and professional development come alive. Yes, me too. Yeah, in a cool way. Well, Donna, are there any other final thoughts or advice you have for our listeners? Anything else you want to share before we wrap things up? Um, well, I would just say, you know, you know, you know, if you're a small company or a large company, you know, for, you know, companies find us for whatever reasons, um, you know, you know, we're here for, um, we can, we're passionate about technology and. Uh, What's the best way for someone to reach out? They I can either go to our website, fill out a take a tour page um, and go through our product tour and they can. Um, schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation with us there. Mm -hmm. um, your listeners can feel free to even reach out to me personally. I will personally email them back. 
um, my, num my, my email is Donna, D-O-N-N-A, at arborgold.com. Nice. And uh, yeah, so they can feel Thank free. Thank you for to that. Yeah, send me an email personally. I will uh, be happy to, if I am not able to meet with you or with your with whoever emails me personally, I will mm -hmm. definitely um, connect them up with one of our, our great consultants. That's perfect. Um, or I'll try to be on the meeting as well. But, but you know, what I want to leave your listeners with, Phil, is that, you know, we're here to help them be a partner in building out their businesses to help it grow, to help their businesses grow and be more profitable. You yeah. know, that's really the, the, the thing that we're excited to help them do. That's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> okay. And I, and if if nothing else got the attention of our listeners, that last statement did. So oh, that's right. we'll, we'll end on that then. So. Yeah. Well, Donna, thank you so much. This was really awesome, and I and I know everyone's really going to benefit from hearing your story. So, thank you again. All right. Thank you, Phil. Take care. Thank you for listening. We welcome suggestions for future guests or topics. Feel free to email me directly at phil at growthebench.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, become a subscriber today so you won't miss any future episodes. And don't forget to check out our upcoming events at snowfightersinstitute.com. Now go for it.